Peter, you can't speak Italian just because you have a mustache. Boba di papa! Boba bibi boba papa bibi baba! Tu sei un pazzo! Va bene da qui! Boba bibi baba! Sono stanco di te! Gino Crasso bibi baba! Gino Crasso Hello world, this is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you for subscribing, for sharing, for giving the show five stars, wherever it is you get the podcast, wherever it is you subscribe, wherever you listen, stream, whatever it is you do to it. Just make sure you're giving it five stars. Thank you. We appreciate it. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Jack DeFranco. Hello there again. And... Because we can just never get enough of him and his <laughs> smiling, medicated face. Welcome back, Andrew Rizzatello. You just needed another punching bag. I get it. I, I, I know. I well, see how this game is. you're going. available. So yeah. we'll take what we can get. <laughs> Thanks. But <laughs> no problem. No, that, that's great for my self-esteem. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> we chose you for this three-way. So, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't a spit roast. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not as far as you know. Until we get some Zoom porn. We get somebody hacking oh, in. Christ. Have you heard? I, I actually, it's funny, and I think that's why we, it took a while to get things started. I was honestly worried. I'm glad it's been going smoothly. Of course, now it's going to crash now that we've started the show. Oh, we, always. We've been yakking what, you know, for an hour. Well, no, Ryan's not here, so he won't be kicked out. This is true. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, and he won't be frozen, and we'll just be sitting here looking at the screen just like. Ryan, uh, are you there? Are you there? Yeah, mouth again. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, hello? Hello? Which again, everybody's used to because now everybody's doing Awkward Zoom meetings. Zoom calls, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, shows edit around it. But anyway, everyone's running into these uh, technical glitches. And it's funny that I got an email from Zoom about you need to update the the Zoom client for more security and to make sure that, uh, you know, even with password regulations and things like that, they sent me an update and said, please update. Security is our priority because a lot of people are getting (laughs) there's I keep hearing about it anyway. I haven't seen anything. Not that it's going to show up on, you know, the six o'clock news, but uh, people are apparently getting their zoom meetings hacked into with porn or uh in the case there there's some i mean something like that's just bound to happen so well yeah there's porn's rampant on the internet late breaking news but porn is everywhere on the internet so if you're gonna do rule 34 people yeah if if you're gonna do internet calls of any sort then yeah it's there's there's always a chance of porn or that somebody's gonna go to the bathroom with their phone on that's user error that's just stupidity of the user but these mishaps happen the, the pop-in porn, or however they're classifying it, I don't understand why. Like on the troll end of it, I get what? it. You're just literally just punching a bunch of bunch of buttons in, finding the keyword for wherever the meeting is, and saying, "Yeah, fuck you guys. Here's here's a dick in your face." Well, yeah, just a bunch of Tyler Durden's inserting dicks into people's <laughs> into people's videos. <laughs> All over a whole team of Kil- Kilroy's Fight Clubs. What is going on in your apartment, so noisy. Andrew? It's like, I have a five-year-old. I know you have a five-year-old and a wife and a, and a TV that's always on. But it's funny. It was it was quiet. It's like you were by yourself for the entire hour we were talking before actually starting the show. And now all of a sudden, it's it's you like, know showtime. it's like, like Newark you know, Airport. You know, going back going back to the only podcast, you know how it is where all of a sudden 
Like we, we would be setting the show up and everything would be fine. We'd be joking around. All of a sudden we'd try to get serious. And then, you know, my dog starts barking. My cat starts fucking meowing for no goddamn reason. Somebody has a hissy fit because, you know, somebody else made them laugh and is trying to kill them by swallowing water or some shit. <laughs> You're right. Gee, I don't know when that happened. Yeah, that happened. Find out to the Patreon recently. to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing yet, people. Stay tuned. Yeah, a, not yet, but we, yeah. we work in progress. We, uh, if you want to see how Chris tries to kill me, send money. Yeah. <laughs> we inadvert always, and it's worth the money too. Let me tell you, that's worth. Chris is a hit, man. But yeah, <laughs> we, we the, the pre-show ba- the pre-show banter is better than the show sometimes. Some, uh, honestly, well, yeah. that's kind of what gave birth to doing outtake shows. We've been recording absolutely. for six hours, and now the show's starting. <laughs> <laughs> That that happens so many times with the since seventy five percent of the only podcast that matters this year. Yeah, it's we can take a moment to reminisce. We're coming up on a we're three months away from uh, the ten year anniversary. Actually, less than three months uh, mm. from when we at, at this point in twenty ten we were already recording the show, but we didn't launch the website until ten ten ten. Just happened to be the day. It wasn't a plan. Like we're so clever, we're gonna launch it yeah. on October tenth, twenty ten. That what really wasn't a conscious really? thing. So the website came on, on October tenth. You launched it, you dick. You don't remember anything. Your your head's filled no, I with. Don't. Uh, I'm fucking fried, bro. I'm done. <laughs> I'm your head's fried. filled with I, I cigar will, smoke and Freemason literature. I'll give you a sick note to say that I'm fried. Deal. Well, judging by your backdrop. <laughs> Put your other one back up, so that eventually oh, right. everyone. Well, you can just see. want to see me with horns. Who doesn't? Yeah, if, if we're being honest, uh, we want to see Andrew in his true form. It's my, did you say it's my actual state? Your natural state. <laughs> Andrew's true form. That's better. <sighs> see, that's why we invite you. You're still the butt of jokes, Andrew. I know you I are. You're just. That. You're, you're, we, you're, we, I can only have serious conversation when it's just you and I. As soon as true. someone else is in there, I am the punching bag. Yeah, you're, you're in the I barrel. Understand. As soon as as soon I, as I, I, I know, have an audience, I, I know. I know my purpose in life when it comes to you, Chris. I get it. That's it. You just as as soon as somebody else is there, it, it literally. T- listen, that's why I have my own show. Obviously, I need attention. <laughs> yeah, as soon as as soon as a third person shows up, Andrew goes in the barrel, and all of a sudden, I'm. I'm the, the Jeff Ross of uh, whatever group is there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so it, it's funny. We we did do the only podcast that matters for a while. I mean, we had something like 10, 12 episodes. We had a lot of episodes in the can because we were getting together on a weekly basis and doing one episode. Or sometimes one episode would just go along and um, I'd chop it up into two. And so we had a probably a... a 10 or 12 shows done by the time the show launched. So much so that by the time they went up, there were certain things I had to take out which I've only recently remembered as I've been consolidating folders on my computer in preparation of getting a new computer and and finding all these folders with all these different things in it that some projects that never even got released. I, I realized I actually had a notepad with different notes from various things related to the show, but it was in one of the, the top TM folders. And uh, one of it was review episodes one to 10 for outtakes. So I must have started pulling outtakes at the 11th episode. Because I think that I'm pretty sure, and Jack can check this, because I don't, I don't even have a sm- my smartphone in the room. I'm so focused. No, but <laughs> and so present. But um, I think Filmcast was the 11th show, and we did we had so much banter before that that I think became the introduction to Outcast, which was around the 30th episode, and we had so much pre-show banter. And uh, so many times where yeah, there would be those interruptions or something would happen spontaneously. 
and uh, I'd edit it out of the show just so it seemed like we had some some sense of professionalism. We can actually orchestrate an hour long show and not have it just go off the rails completely, even though that happened plenty of times. But I just started saving those bits. And yeah, twice a year we had these outtake shows. And a lot of times those are the moments that make me laugh the most because I just remember things getting out of hand so quickly. So yeah, funnily enough, there are actually 10 episodes I would have to go through the original recordings, which I still have, <laughs> the uncut recordings, the uncircumcised recordings of uh, all the episodes, almost all the episodes of The Only Podcast Matters. A handful have been lost because of other people upgrading computers, and I just didn't get all the files. So some of the shows from the last, uh, from 2013 and 14 are lost mm. in uh, the, a digital junkyard somewhere. Yeah, a lot of the, the funniest stuff, for me, and maybe it's not as funny, and I don't know if people enjoyed listening to them as much as certainly we did, uh, maybe it com- came off as being a little bit too inside, but as, as long as you're no, following the show think, I mean, and listen yes, to most of the shows, I, I, there were there were de- there were definitely jokes that were inside for us, but I think that the banter before the show is uh, not vague or uh, open enough that people can jump in and get it, you know, I, or at I least think so. if they've heard. Yeah, I agree because most of the time it was a joke, like you know, you doing my voices, you do you the, the oh, impression yeah. of me. Yeah, that that stuff. How many times it was that or Bane? That's what you were doing. That yeah, that became a that became a yeah. fixture on the show at the end of 2012 until technically till 2017 when we did the last run of the show. Yeah, uh, the last run to date. Again, not to say we'll never do it again, but who knows? We're we're not going to say no. Right we're now, done. Yeah. yeah, we're not going to do that again. Never say, say we're say done never, and then come back. Yeah, right never now, say yeah. never. I but... did when when we, you did this on Cape when we had the four of us. Speaking of which, yes, um, was uh, Trio Cast one of the original ten, or was that after? Let me no, that, add it again. That was that was later. Let me check the archives. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, the arch. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you had a secretary and a co-host. That was like that was like four months into the show. Sorry for heavily breathing into the mic like that. I'm normally better than that. Um, but Tell episode twenty nine, April fifteenth. Yeah. 2011. I, I think okay. we recorded that in February because I remember it was just the three of us. Yep. And uh, which eventually morphed into uh, myself and Andrew and Corey. Uh, yes. We just got sick of Jack. No, not really. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason that it ended up I happening in one show and it just became Corey's a theme. funnier than me. So I get it. So <laughs> right, well, story better than me. You heard it oh, here, he folks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Corey's a great star- But He's not taking my fucking job now. I'm the co-host. <laughs> oh, shit. I was literally just about to kick you out. Dial up Corey. <laughs> well, find your own episode archives. Bitch, I'm out. <laughs> oh, you can? And the secretary demits. That's right. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm so used to doing all that stuff myself that just the fact that we were talking about something show oriented before we started recording and then Jack had his phone handy. I knew it was there. Normally, yeah, I'm pulling all that stuff up by myself while watching the video feed, while monitoring the audio, while doing everything kind of myself. So the fact that I can defer to somebody Here, hold on. Else. Let me get that tiny to your co-host so you can, who can do shit so you like can that. Keep exactly. blowing your head up, Chris. <laughs> to well, your co-host Jack, who can fact check or Jack, whatever. Jack, I'm so out of the habit of doing a lot. I mean, that's why it was fun. Like during 2015, during the Skid Row era of Cape, the Skid Row Studios era, um, it was great to actually have an engineer where I could say, find this song, pull up this song and you know, just have it as a bed kind of underneath uh, the conversation or uh, look up a photo of this and they can put it up on the screen in the studio that we could see. And then I just, if we did pull up a photo, I'd edit it into the video version of the show later. So it was fun having somebody to kind of defer to 
And that's always fun anyway when you get other people involved. I always loved when, you know, I love the fact that everybody who works on the Howard Stern Show is part of it. Or, you know, a lot of radio shows where the producers kind of are able to get an elbow in somewhere. I enjoy that instead of just the people who are on air bantering with each other. I just find that more interesting because it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's real, it's spontaneous. Down South Jersey area, you have 105.7 The Hawk. And they have not only their hosts, but, you know, the producers are in it and everything else. And you right. can hear them chime in. Like the girl who answers the phone will chime in once in a while when they call on her. They they definitely make it a family. It's like oh, you, yeah. you don't just know the the names on the front, Free Beer and Hot Wings. It's Free Beer, Hot Wings, Joe, Kelly, this person, this person. Oh, know. yeah. And and all that starts, and I'm um, not just kissing ass. It's true. All that starts with the Howard Stern show, it, no, because it, really it was did, it yeah. was finally the, the king person, of all media. It, it it's true, but that that format, like since he came around, just to lather him up a little bit. No, I'm I am a huge fan, and anybody be in denial. Even people who do podcasts, they'd be in denial if they didn't listen to that and say, you know what, I want to have something like that. And every morning radio show. There's a guy or two guys, and there's a news girl, and there's people are talking to producers and everything, and everybody has nicknames, you know, which comes from stuff like Baba Booey or, you know, whoever who's involved. Like, that's really where that came from, because otherwise radio DJs were just announcers prior to that. But you get somebody with a personality who's willing to verbally pitch and catch with a news person just because of somebody else in the room to, to banter with, and there you go. So I feel like... That had a lot of influence. That type of radio really influenced the, the podcast format. And I actually, it wasn't until a couple of years ago when I started listening to the Stern Show and I, I got Sirius XM uh, for a length of time for the first time. I've been subscribed for about three and a half years now. And uh, I was listening and I realized, wow, even listening to the old clips that they play on um, Channel 101, I thought, wow, because I used to listen to it in high school. When I started driving, that's, you know, I flip on 92.3, K-Rock, the inexplicably named K-Rock. And... I would listen to that show in the morning, and it was hysterical. It was always funny, and then the E Show, of course, was was playing at night too. So sometimes I'd stay uh, up and and the E Show was great. Oh, the E Show was awesome because it was, I and, and even that was kind of a first. And now you turn on if you're flipping through any of the 19 ESPNs, it's everybody sitting there in a studio with headphones and a mic. Yep, and it ultimately the, gets the, the Yes yeah. Network right there. Yeah, it, it, the, yeah. The, the the TV show gets repurposed for. A radio show, you know, a sports talk channel or a podcast or whatever. So now that kind of taking one thing and turning into multiple formats, that's kind of where that started. Yeah. Thanks, so Howard. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, a long-form interview, same thing. But I feel like a lot of the, the podcasting thing and even just getting together and, and bullshitting and having a good time with with people, I feel like that's that's the best example of that, I feel like, is that show. Aside from the fact that that's where it started, that's also the best version from... Any, any of them. I mean, just even the ones I listen to, even, you know, some of the L.A. shows, I just never found it as interesting as that show. And there's a reason that oh. show's still around all these well, years Well, I later. mean, it was it, when Howard Stern, he left and then it was Opie and Anthony, right? Or were they separate? No, they were on uh, Q104.3. I remember they listening were, to them in were. high school because they were, they were evening drive, I believe, because I remember oh, listening. See, I thought they were a morning show also. No. I mean, they okay. they eventually, I think, because they kept getting fired, too, because they would do ridiculous stuff. I was never a fan of Opie and Anthony, um, and I'm not putting yeah, them down. Whip, whip, I'm just whip saying. Whip them out Wednesday. Oh, is that where that, would, that, that was? Where that's that's from? where it came from. It was Opie and Anthony. Yeah, they, they used to do stunts, and they got fired a lot <laughs> for, 
from yeah. different stations. So I remember they were on Q1043, because that's also, I, I would listen to Eddie Trunk as well. Trunk. I don't remember when, yeah. I think he came on after them, but I think they would be on to like five. And yeah, I he remember. Was, he, was, he was the late night evening show. Yeah. And I remember. He's got that, he's got that voice though, you know. Well, and not also. That, not to say that you could fall asleep to it, but he's definitely got a relaxing voice. But in the evening is also when they kind of give, those are the shows, usually when radio shows play on, on terrestrial radio, where they have the shows where they, the DJ gets to play a little bit more. Because morning drive and afternoon drive, I mean, those are the, the shows that people are going to be, you know, traditionally have tuned into the radio. So that's where they want to have, that's where they want to have the stars and where they want to have yeah. the talk. Or if they're just running off a playlist like so many stations do now, then that's when they're going to be playing, you know, commercial free for however long, you know, it's going to be that kind of thing. So for him to play and do a show like Eddie Trunk has done where he plays the stuff he likes or new stuff from ours or has artists come in who aren't necessarily, you know, ruling the charts or have in the past, then that's it's perfect for him to come in and, and do that show at night. It's awesome. So that's when that and he still does, too. He does on I think he's still on Q1043, if I remember correctly and serious XM, of course. But anyway, yeah, that's our pitch, on, by the uh, way, for trying to elbow is in he on the gang show. Ozzy's Boneyard, or is he on something else? Hair Nation. Uh, when, yeah, he's on Hair Nation and Volume. He was on the channel that was Ozzy's Boneyard until it became Ozzy's Boneyard. Uh, and the his, classic rock, the classic hard rock station. Yeah, well, his his theory on think, that is Sharon Osbourne Bo- doesn't I think like it. Was him. Called the Boneyard. Probably. Well, you yeah. yeah you you were the first one of us to get SiriusXM a while. Was ago, I really? Oh like nine. I remember you were even telling me at the time about the lifetime subscription for 500 bucks. And I thought, yes. wow, that'd be great. And if I'd had 500 bucks at the time, I yes. would have gotten it. And then I'd be yeah, sad. Here. Uh, yeah, totally. I remember you getting it. And we listened a couple of times. There was a period when uh, it's right around the time we started doing the only podcast, which, again, to think about that, Dan and I just talked two weeks ago about can't believe it's been 20 years since we've been out of high school. And similarly, can't believe it's been 10 years since we started doing that show. So there's so many things I'm remembering from back then. And, yeah, Andrew was uh, was laid off. And uh, I was fired from a job <laughs> when we started. Well, no, I'm I'm sorry. I was in between. I'd quit a job and then eventually got another one. And that job that I got, I was fired from. Is, it, is that when we did our year. unemployment picture with the, the giant sombreros? Yeah, we did. We had sombreros on and just sitting like, you know, <laughs> oh, this, we're yeah. looking for work, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, not not in, in yeah, a that, racist that, way. That's just racist. In a stereotype. We shouldn't do that. Well, that's – is that appropriation? <laughs> But I think so. It's, it's, I, think it it, I mean, it's a stereotype. Before, it wasn't done in a racist way. It's, uh, no, not it, at it was all. just, not it was just the idea. No, no, it really wasn't. That, that's not sarcasm. It really wasn't. No, done it re- yeah, like it really wasn't. It was just like, well, yeah. we're, we're looking for work. You know, it's just playing, playing into a stereotype, you know, yeah. under the, the, the blue collar stereotype. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if we put on blue shirts and said looking for work, it would have been, you know, the same thing, just a different. Yeah. A different ethnic group, so to speak. And we're going to get more into ethnic groups shortly. But, uh, no, there were times, remember, when, when I was in between jobs, let's put it that way. And, uh, Andrew, after you'd been let go from, uh, the, the property management company, uh, you and I were hanging out. And yeah, we used to listen to Sirius XM. And this is 2010. And you and I were just hanging out and used to play it all the time. And that's when I thought, this is awesome. And then I never actually jumped into it myself. Well, then all of a sudden, reason. Like yeah, I got it with my. Because I remember car. that that was um I got a unit for my tax return. Tee-hee. Oh. And um 
Uh-huh. Oh, that. Specify uh, the type of unit, Andrew, for, yeah. for the folks it's, it's 10 years later, <laughs> but there's been no maturity in that amount yep. of time. There's no maturing whatsoever. Yeah. Nope. There's a Not window. You did. That's right. You you did. You got the, the unit for your apartment. Yes. So, for, we were, yeah, we were listening H, to that. H for hate. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, I don't think Sirius and XM merged at that point. I think they were still two separate. Companies. They might have because when I got it, I got it in 2011 when I got my lease, my first uh, Hyundai, and yes. uh, it was Sirius XM by that point. So that's okay. that's everyone's gateway. That's well, you can look it up, Jack. You got your <laughs> look up. Yeah. Find out when when Sirius and XM merged, um, and that was a fucking coup too. Because you know what? That's when that's when everybody started getting into because the the fact that they got the satellite radios in cars. That's been most people's gateway into getting into satellite radio because when you get a free three months or six months you realize wow i don't want to go back to this i know it sounds like we're lobbying for serious xm to a year oh really Uh yeah see that's you get a a full at least with every dodge i've bought or not bought but leased it's been a full year wow but but i get it and and i get why people stick with it because when you have three months with every car and it would just end up now it's like when I get a new car, it's like you get three months for free. It's like I already have an account, so I get three months. Right, I don't have to pay this bill anymore. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a simple phone call, like merge your car, merge everything, and it's like, oh, now I don't, I don't have a bill for three months. Sweet. So, what year was it, Jack? Uh, two thousand eight, specifically July twenty eighth. So oh, okay. Because okay, so I was right after that. I got it. Yeah, so they were one company at the point when you got into it. But I was thinking because my parents got a car in March or April of two thousand eight. And it it came with, I think, like three months because it was a Hyundai, just like uh, Jack's cars have been. So I think it was three months. So it had the satellite radio in it. And I think just the XM logo is on. They still have that car now. And I think just the XM logo is there. So I think that's what it came with when they got the car. So if they merged in July, remember, then that makes sense. I remember some cars would have either the XM logo or the dog for Sirius. Yes. That was yes. the two things. That's right. That was the logo yeah. for Sirius. My dad got XM, I think, in like 2003 or four. So he had like the indoor player. So I remember, and then he didn't stick with it. And then this all merged. And then lo and behold, he would, he would just, he was the one who would just do the trial offer and then not renew, but mm, one of the right. only people when he would lease a car too. So <laughs> now that he's retired and doesn't do that anymore, he's just, he has Spotify. I'm like, yeah, I'd still rather pay more for serious. So, oh, totally. Well, I mean, I remember I, when, when XM was separate, my uncle had XM or yeah, he specifically had XM. Because that had the classic rock stations on it that he preferred, as opposed to Sirius, which had different, like, Octane was on Sirius, and they had something else on XM, and just the playlists were, for his intake, better. Right. I I can't say for, for sure. I think Sirius had more talk, and XM was primarily music. I'm not sure, because, I mean... I'm sure there's a reference point for all of this, but, you know, again, we're not an informational mm. news show. Yeah. So uh, look it up yourselves, especially with Andrew here. There's going to be nothing but disinformation. Yeah. But uh, anyway, again, misinformation. Here. See, you're contagious. I said disinformation instead of misinformation. God damn it. Anyway, just the fact that there was a divide with the two satellite companies. And I remember that for a while. I remember the store I worked in. They sold prepaid subscription gift cards like you'd buy now for Spotify or Netflix. They had, you know, a serious card and an XM card. That you can just buy, you know, like three months or something on a gift card. But, uh, yeah, that's been the fascinating thing, especially with listening to the channels. And I got into it because of a deal, too. I think it was like it was twenty five dollars for six months or something. 
And I said, you know, I'm spending so much time driving. I'm sitting in L.A. traffic all the fucking time. So I said, this will be one more thing I will have at my disposal that I can check out. And there were a bunch of other, you know, there are other shows that I meant to catch up on, including Howard. But it's funny that they had a couple hundred thousand subscribers and the whole thing was, hey, we have Howard Stern starting January of 2006. And... It was, if I'm remembering correctly, because he's mentioned it before, but it was the day before the Howard Stern Show went live, they got something like 2 million signups, which is amazing. (laughs) Just the fact that people came in. And even better, what better a time, and I wish I'd gotten on board that early on, because they had the channels reserved, and they would air different things, but the show had a certain date, like there had to be a certain amount of time in between when his contract with, I think it was CBS who owned K-Rock. But yeah, it was. Um, by the time the CBS contract ended and when he can start broadcasting on satellite, uh, at least doing his show on satellite. So they had stuff on the channels. Anyway, on uh, Channel 100 for the 24 hours before the first Howard Stern show on Sirius, it was just all fart sounds. That, so that's one of those things where I yeah. thought, you know what, why not? And why wouldn't you want to do that? Just because... Can you imagine yeah. signing up and saying, like, I got to go to this? I mean, you wouldn't be bookmarking it. I don't know what oh, the, yeah. the 2006 here. equivalent would have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? But just the idea of you go to the channel and you're like, I'm ready. And all you hear is farts. Like, wow. I mean, it would have been Dan's favorite thing in the world. But I just thought that's that. But that is genius. And that's it's why it's better than the when best. they have the exclusive channels on Sirius. And they're like the and they're like in between like this special station, like road trip radio and then this radio. And like all they're doing is playing the promo for two days straight. It's like, can't you just let the other channels just go to midnight two days from now and then just start? You don't need the same promo running every 30 seconds for two whole days. It's a little right. ridiculous. So I teased a, a bit of a chat about ethnicity. And uh, Andrew and I were talking about the services such as Ancestry and 23andMe and what all of this stuff means. And uh, at this point, everybody knows somebody who's done it or you've done it yourself or you have a whole family tree or whatever. Like there is a family tree on my dad's side of the family where we've been able to kind of put pieces together because we don't know everybody. With our, our grandparents, this, my, my first cousins kind of coordinated this this effort, uh, two in particular who are kind of the the keepers of the family tree. But with my grandparents being immigrants we don't know exactly what happened before then we know they came here from italy that's what we got <laughs> but we don't know any kind of Typical i mean it's a story you, yeah yeah like, you would assume they're italian i mean in in the way that you know wave of immigration in the early 20th century happened you know and it was italian and irish and a lot of, you know the the big demographics on the east coast that's where everybody landed in the next wave they yeah. were further west and uh it's been interesting kind of watching how that's refined because I had my, my parents signed up. It's been at least a year. I don't remember if it was a year or two years ago. I remember they, they got in on it when it was like half off on the Thanksgiving weekend or something. It was 49 bucks and they wanted to do it. And my mother, same thing. Her, I don't remember if her grandparents were immigrants. I don't know nearly as much about my mother's side of the family as far as her grandparents and where everybody came from. All we knew was. You know, my father's parents full Italian, so that was always the assumption, as we'll get to. And with my mother's parents, it was my grandfather was Swedish, and my grandmother was German and Swiss. That's all we got. <laughs> That's how uninformed I am about my mother's side of the family. It's interesting. I don't know that there's as much of a... I'm sure there are people who, who use their, their German or Swedish or whatever heritage, uh, people who've immigrated to the United States, and it's what bonds them. But on the... Abala side of my family, the Italian side, it really is 
very much something that's bonded us. And to the point where relatives of ours, cousins and whatnot, who are in Italy, we've connected with. So now we have this thing where everyone's in hmm. touch and we're, you know, we're Facebook friends with people or they, you know, follow each other on social media to where there's more of a connection where there wasn't before, which I think is really interesting. And I'm sure there's ethnicities beyond Italians who do. It's just interesting seeing it manifest on one side of the family compared to the other and seeing kind of that whole breakdown. I haven't done any of them myself, but seeing what my cousins have done and what my parents have done have been really, really interesting. And uh, Andrew did which one? Years ago uh, for Christmas, there was a deal for Ancestry.com um, where normally they do uh, $100 for the DNA, uh, the Ancestry DNA test. Right. Uh, and they were doing like a half price deal or something. Like, so I paid like 50 or $60 for it with tax. Um, and they send you a box with a little plastic cup in it that you uh, spit into, essentially, mm-hmm. and then send it back and then they break down the results. Now, it's definitely been, hell, I think at least nine, more than five years, I'll tell you that, since I did it. And they've updated their website and they've updated their results and how specific their different areas are and everything like that. But even when I got my results back the first time, I found out that my last name is a lie. A lie, you say? A lie. Yes. Now, Obviously, my last name, Rizzatello. Sound very Italian. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather came from Italy. So that, uh, just like you, Chris, it was assumed that I was just a fucking full, not full-blooded, but majority Italian. Yeah. Your father's side, like mine, just Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, our, our fathers grew up in the same neighborhood. Blocks like away from each apart. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that night was incredible watching the two of them go back and forth. That was, that but, was fun. That's a weird <laughs> and, and quick sidebar. We'll come back to you, but that is an interesting thing I found in the, the connections, especially hearing my, my uncles and, and cousins, this thing when it comes to that neighborhood in Newark, because this is the crazy part that I find about that particular neighborhood in Newark in the 1940s. Because out of that neighborhood came Frankie Valley, Joe Pesci, and the Abalos and the Rizzatellos. <laughs> it's it's just really weird to have that point of like, wow, just from that era, two people. I mean, obviously, and, and Frankie Valley and Joe Pesci have been connected through through their lives because of it. Not as much, even yeah. though Frankie Valley does know. I'm told by my uncles does know the Abalos and doesn't remember, but knows them by their nicknames because everybody had. Yeah, as much as people can laugh at. Shows like, say, The Sopranos, which my parents have finally there was watched. Fat Tony and yeah, everybody you know, has has nicknames. That was back then. So, a uh, side note to that, um, it, it seems like every time I have to bring something up from the Masons, um, there's a <laughs> you guy, don't have to, no but we, uh, I'll <laughs> uh, let you do the, it. The current the current president, his last name is, is De Lucia, um, and he's from Staten Island originally. It You're doesn't kidding. have the accent anymore, but he was he was born up in Staten Island, and he would have. Uh, there were two Marys. Mary, one was Fat Mary, one was Skinny Mary. That makes sense. And it wasn't it wasn't an insult. That's how they knew each other. Right. That's that's how they distinguish between the two of them. Yeah. It wasn't. So yeah. You had you had you had Tony uh, Tommy two times, and you know all these things. <laughs> yeah, like and the cliche is like Goodfellas too. Yeah, like my wife's family is uh, centered in Carlstadt, New Jersey, and they all grew up within like 
right down the street. They all were so close knit to one another. Like aunts, uncles, cousins were all like pretty much on the same block. So nobody, like you couldn't not get in trouble or not. Everybody knew your business kind of thing. So yeah. it's so weird when they tell us those stories of just like, yeah, this person lived here and here and here and here. It's like, we're so spread out nowadays. Everybody. Yeah, that, it's that's so weird to be like on the same street, let alone the same town. So yeah, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't have that small town kind of feel to no, it. No, it doesn't. And no neighborhoods I've lived in really have. I mean, but you know, every family was like that. Not just theirs. Like every family in that area was the, these people live here, here, here. It's like everybody was so close knit. The entire family was on one block and right. you other families that were all together on one block. And also there was a, a lot more prevalent racism. Um, well, like there, there were yeah. there were ghettos, literally ghetto, ghettos. Like you'd have, I mean, why do you think Little Italy and Chinatown exist? Yeah, because just in general, not not, and it, it doesn't mean it was rooted. I can't say if it is or isn't, of course, because I wasn't around. But right. I, I wouldn't necessarily assume it was rooted in racism. It's just when people immigrate together to a place and speak the same language, you're going to be most comfortable around. Others who Those are people. like you. Yeah. It's not that you don't yeah. want to live with the other or commingle in any way with those who aren't like you. But I mean, as my father says, yeah, there was Italian and Polish and black and, you know, these different sections of Newark. Pockets. And it's just, yeah, yeah it, it was just neighborhoods. Your, you make the territory your own kind of thing. Totally. And especially yeah. for a bunch of immigrants who are off the boat who do speak the same language. Yeah, they are going to bond. That's it doesn't mean, again, I don't assume there's a a racism component to it it's just at that time that was just your community and you just gravitated toward those who were just like you yeah and businesses build up and everything else so it's all just kind of close quarters just out of just the way things were right well, and you also knew what neighborhoods to go to to get, you know, to go the yeah, Italian oh, neighborhood for if the I, bakery. If I live in New York, I know I'm going to a bodega to get the real good shit. Yeah. That, well, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's That's the way. And all that stuff is kind of breaking down as time goes on. But that's all you can expect from that time. I mean, it's it's sad that now so many things are viewed, whether it's justified or not, through a prism of whatever racial predispositions you might have whatever thoughts you have in terms of racism and and the assumption might be and that's what i mean i don't assume it was racism there are people who are gonna Mm. assume it was that it was like people stick together or you know the italians didn't want to be near the blacks or the polish or you know whoever and i don't assume it was that way but just for me the the logic says well you came here and you all speak the same language so of course that's going to be your neighborhood yeah yeah but again that's that's changed over time too and there's not nearly as much of the italian and polish population in newark as it used to be a, a lot of it's portuguese now and there's still a black community there and there's a latino community a mexican community so it, it's fun it's funny things though, do change go, like like uh above south river new jersey and it becomes not so much a it's still spanish but it's it's not um like the mexican and puerto rican spanish it's the portuguese end of spanish with right. the um uh well, the Portuguese, duh, yeah. uh, from Portugal, uh, <laughs> but uh, like Brazilian and um, uh, a little, a little bit of Cuban, Dominican mm-hmm. Republic, like that kind of of Spanish. Yeah, up Dif- there. different just, different flavors of South America have uh, come yes. here. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well, and they all have great food. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm getting at. Like, you know, you can go get. Polish sausage or pierogies from the, the markets in the Polish neighborhood. You know, the, the bakery you would go to when you want the Italian or, or the 
the butcher or whatever, the fish market. A, ger- a German butcher. Yeah. Uh, totally. That's, like like down, down in South, down in by where Ryan lives in Lacey, there's the German butcher. It's fucking awesome. I right. love, I'll spend the money to get stuff from him. Like Whole Foods is nothing. I'll go to him because I'm going to watch him, you know, cut up that. I want to say the sausage is made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. I'm so, I like want to say all the props are made. Good, good looking at like, T-bone. By, <laughs> by sticking your head up a bull's that's, ass. That's, that's the other thing with um, like specialty stores, I guess you'd say, like delis and, and you know bakeries and things like that when it comes to ethnicity is um, it feels, and may be completely true, that, yeah, they specialize in whatever it is, but they also use everything. So yeah, all in, parts, respe- all in parts. respect, yeah, in respect to a butcher, you know, you're going to get all the different cuts of meat and then you can buy the bones and you can make a stew out of them or you can, he'll uh, shave them down. You can give them to, a, give them to your dog because they're full of marrow and mm-hmm. dogs, you know, dogs love bones, uh, but like you can get all these different things, uh, Italian bakeries. Sure. You're going to get your, your, your general stuff that you can find everywhere, but you know, uh, like, um, like Carlos, even though he's big now, but Carlos Bakery, you can't find lobster tails anywhere else. That was his thing. Right. You know, those pastries were his and they're amazing. I love them. <laughs> um, and I, I've gone to different, I've gone to different Italian bakeries. They don't have that. Of course they got cannolis, but they don't have right. lobster tails. Yeah. That's, so, that's my father's big thing too. When it comes to the, uh, the, the St. Joseph's pastries, when those come around every spring, the hell are they called? I can't think what it is, but there's a custard one and there's a cream one. Unless it's just called St. Joseph's Pastries. Jack is going to look it up. But uh, there, okay. there is there's a pastry that comes around in March or April. <laughs> Poor Jack. Yeah, no, Jack, Jack is... Andrew and Chris are going to do all the, the talking. Job. Yeah, it's part of the job. <laughs> Listen, I I, I'm in charge here, all right? Andrew, uh, Andrew's going to be a sidekick for right now, and Jack's going to be info bitch. So go find what, whatever it is I asked for Jack. <laughs> You get to be co-producer. I'm going to be your. Uh, you're you're going to be Ed McMahon, and I'm going to be. Uh, who is this side? No, pick? I'm going to be Johnny Carson. You're going to be Ed McMahon. Oh, I'm going to be Ed McMahon. Okay. See, see what I, I mean I about the information? I, wait, 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 wait. I thought I was Ed McMahon. <laughs> Not when I'm here. Okay. Andrew's <laughs> going to fight you for it. And watch out, he's got okay. horns. I got horns. <laughs> All right, c- the, cigar smoke off. Type of, is that uh, the name of the pastry itself, or is it? It's a, it, it's a pastry around St. Joseph's. I don't know what if there's Saint a name Joseph's of the pastry. Day, there's a uh, there's Zeppelis, there's yeah. Hold on. Sfidel. All sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> Jack's having a hell of a time trying to pronounce that. He's looking at yeah. it's not spelled like how it sounds. Is there anything about there's there's some pastry for St. Joseph's Day and it's like the custard the cream, because I'm seeing a lot of Zeppelis. That's what I'm seeing. Okay, like it, I, I, that's I, a lot of like cannoli cream, and it's like a fried, almost like a fried Italian donut mm-hmm. type thing. So, right. Yeah, and, uh, and those it, those are widely available, but there is there is something that's that correlates with St. Joseph's Day, and um, I can't believe I don't remember because I hear it every single year, and generally I I'm tasked with going to get them it's, because it's, I'm out about Zeppeli de San Giuseppe. Is that what it is? Okay. That's, yeah, it's it's, it's cream pastry, pastry, pastry of Saint Joseph. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it is yeah. Saint Joseph's pastry. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's called yeah. Saint Joseph's pastry. I mean, he, he may also be calling it by a name of a pastry shop, but like it's called Saint Joseph's Day Tree and Zeppelin, just in general. Okay. See that that makes sense. I should know by now because he he's, he talks about every year he looks forward to it. And to be honest, and this is how dumb I am, 
I can't even remember. Granted, he didn't get any this year because everything was fucking close. But I, I don't even remember if he prefers the custard or the cream. I think he prefers the cream. I don't exactly remember. But uh, yeah, that's that's always his thing. Oh, you got to get the pastries. You got to get my pastries. Where are you gonna <laughs> beignet? beignet? No, nah, it's not a beignet. That's just a yeah. that's just a fancy because that's another name for it. Uh, oh, really? Son Giuseppe? Yeah. Oh, I, I just thought beignets were donuts that were a dollar more. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's anyway. filled with ricotta, small pieces of chocolate. No, it's uh, not. Cri- Crispelli, Crispinelli's? Mm. Is that maybe the word you're thinking of? That that sounds familiar, but I don't think it's. I don't know. It's a St. Joseph's pastry. Let's just let's call All it. Right, that. Well, I, I you can see the link I sent you. Because at this point, are... we've already made everybody wait 20 minutes to find out why your name doesn't exist. So maybe we'll yeah. back to that. <laughs> let's finally. So, now, if they've yeah. stuck around because they're actually let's, uh, curious, let's, let's circle back as they. Yeah, say. it's like we're going to talk about the food in neighborhoods. In <laughs> it's a whatever it is. It's a tell me. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people screaming. <laughs> a lot of angry people right now. People are trying to drive while they're listening. You call to yourself Italian. I told you I'm not full Italian. And I found yeah, out more things. Just tell me why he's not a Rizzatello, gosh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so, the deal with your name? I know on my end, just quickly, and I swear we're going to get to you. <laughs> but right. our, our name was, was changed at Ellis Island. The original Italian spelling was A-B-B-A-L-L-E. And the the well-meaning person at Ellis Island told my grandfather, this will be easier to pronounce. We'll drop one of the B's and we'll turn the last letter to an O, which is great because it makes the Italian last name that ends in O trifecta that the three of us have going with Abalo DeFranco Rizzatello. Don't tell me you never noticed that before. It's a, it's a cop show. I'm so telling is, you. is this going to be uh, this episode should be triple O. I, I think that's <laughs> that's got to be the name. This is a cop show. That's what it is. Also, the worst I mean, wrestler. But anyway, tell us why. Yeah. yeah. You uh, why your the name Rizzatello doesn't exist. So it exists, and like I I've put up on my Instagram like the history of my name and how it's it's evolved over the years. It, the name itself evolved from something that means curly hair. Uh, but the reason why I say it's a lie is because according to the Ancestry DNA results, I'm only 11%. Actually, no, excuse me. Um, I am only 10% Italian. Really? So, Chris, this is the, this is the part that you actually have to clip the show because I'm going to screen share. Yes. We need to show um, everybody Andrew's so there, genetic so breakdown. So here are my results. Um, this is the, like I was saying, they updated their site and whatever else. Um, and they do this nice highlighting thing. They show you where the majority of your your deoxyribonucleic acid comes from. Whoa! Um, and now he's see, using ten dollars words. For the kids at home, everybody. <laughs> it's um, spit. <laughs> it's dinner. Um, it's only ten percent. However, it is the most specific. Huh? Um, they can. You can see it comes all the way from Campania. Right. Like that. That's where my that's where my family, or at least assuming this is the ch- closest, this is where my family is from. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. In Italy, um, and you could change it around, and like this is where it will literally find my relatives or or people that have similar uh, DNA. Um, so I was always told that I uh, my family was from uh, Napoli. Right. I'm assuming it's right here over here in Naples. It sounds it sounds about right. So, <laughs> but that was what I was always told. So at least that was true. And also similar to you, Chris, I was told that my last name was shortened when we came over to Ellis Island because there was actually four more letters and 
it was too big for the card. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's like Christopher's uh, Christoph on everything I have. Every official document I have is Christoph. <laughs> is it really? It really is. <laughs> um, but so the, I, the I feel you part on that. Of me is here: England, Wales, and Northwestern Europe. But it gives you a really broad area, right? Luxembourg, yeah. Looking France, at it, that's that's forty two percent. Now. I have a theory based on what I found out through my father's DNA. Okay. I'm thinking. I will. I mean, it, it looks to me like if, if your father is, which we don't, he, we won't know. There won't be any conclusive answers unless he does ancestry and you find out exactly what his breakdown is. True. But it seems like you might have more of your mother's genes in that way because it's more of a mishmash or, or depending on, you know, again, you're, you're, your paternal grandparents right. breakdown where so they come from. I know, I know obviously my father, my, my grandfather directly from Italy, my grandmother on his side was from Scotland. Okay. So that explains, yeah, you had, you had a good chunk so, of Scottish but, but as well. Also like, so I have double scotch. So I have Scotland from my father and from my mother. All the double scotch. I'm a double scotch. <laughs> uh, I've, and the majority of all of that Northern European comes from my mother. My mother comes from French, German, Irish, um, Scotland, that area. That's where her family comes from. Right. So it looks like you have more of your mother's genes, judging by the percentage breakdown. And judging from my attitude, too. I get it. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> Lest I wind up with a flaming bag of shit on my porch. Uh, no thanks. She'll find out where you live. Then that's exactly why I didn't say it. <laughs> She's your ma, you deal with her. Anyway. <laughs> but the interesting thing about, about your breakdown, and that's why I wanted you to honestly show yours first, because right. I have my father's original results and his results that we, that, that are more refined. On our turkey. end, uh, wow, yeah, which you had a percentage of Turkey in the the Caucasus as well, mostly Italians, eighty three percent Italy and seventeen percent Turkey in the Caucasus. Now that was the initial result, and that's one okay. of the fascinating things about the more people who submit DNA samples, the more refined they oh, can absolutely. make the results. So as of the last update recently, so now as you're looking at the most recent results, Italian as fuck. 98% Italy. Oh, wow. But Turkey and the Caucasus. Oh, so we're, so we're somewhat related. But the Turkey and the Caucasus result is completely gone. And now there's mm -hmm. 2% Middle East, which is interesting because Turkey and the Caucasus is north. As, as you look at the page before the original result, now right. the Middle East 2% has moved a little bit south of Turkey. Right. Yeah. yeah. Closer to Yemen and. You know what that is, or what that could be. What could that be? Because everyone, everyone has some bit of either Genghis Khan, because you know he was a conqueror, mm. or some form of a uh, what's I can't remember the the right word, but the, the Jewish travelers for the time. Oh man, what is the word? Yeah, you've heard, you know what I'm talking about. Though. I know exactly what you're. Talking and I can't think of the name. And yeah. uh, here's, here's I, I, hoping I Jack's looking the, the it up. Of, but, Let's hope Jack there's, took the there, hint. There, there was a tribe that obviously moved around. J and Imagine. why wouldn't they be in that area? Jack's Google search history is going to be fascinating. It's going to be traveling Jews, St. <laughs> Joseph's pastries, <laughs> Sirius XM. 
I mean, probably no more bizarre than anyone else's, but funny nonetheless. But like that look, I mean, like Israel's right there, duh, Iraq, Kuwait, like that's all right. the area they would be from. And why wouldn't they go to the Holy Land? Of course. It, it was, but it's it's just fascinating that a whole area now has changed. And what was DNA that was thought, you know, the, now his shift it has gone, or rather his results have shifted by 15%. It was 83% Italy, now it's 98%. So it is fascinating to see, wow, they've had so many, they've refined this the results and the the origins of this DNA so much that now mm-hmm. what they thought was Turkey in the Caucasus isn't at all. So a lot of people's results must have changed. And um, just regarding my mother, like I said, the the thought was always as or the information as far as everybody knew was it was Swedish, German, Swiss. But then when it comes to my mother's breakdown, now we we're just at white as fuck. Because now it's just Sweden, Germanic Europe, England, Norway, France, Finland. Finland. And uh, Baltic states bringing up the rear. So I don't know what my mother's results have been more recently. This is just the initial one. I took See, the that, screenshots. That, that's what mine looked like originally. And my Italian was actually higher in the first results. It was like 13 or 14% Italian. Mm. Still, my overall has always been that European area. Which the joke is that, and that's why my background is this, besides the fact that Chris wants to see me with horns, is that they're in that area specifically. Here, let me share my screen again. That's Vikings. Ah. Denmark, Scotland. Right. I mean, the, the, the Vikings invaded Scotland. There's stories upon stories of how they couldn't ascend the cliffs because of the, um, the briar and whatnot down the bottom. But like, this is all Viking area. Wow. This is where they all hmm. sailed. But like, so according to this, England, Wales, and Northeastern Europe. So Belgium, the Channel Islands, England, and Wales. That's 42% of my history. Hmm. Uh, and then the next, the next biggest is Ireland and Scotland, which again, Vikings. It's fascinating. So, have, you, have you talked to your parents about doing their own um, results? No. Uh, well, they go on and off with doing it. I don't think they want to spend the money because it's still $100 right now to do it. Right. Um, Hang in so there for Thanksgiving weekend, dude. <laughs> huh? Hang in for Thanksgiving weekend. I'm telling you, it's, yeah. it, that's yeah, yeah, always yeah. when gotta, it drops um, like half price or I gotta, less. I got to talk to my. I think my sister did it actually. I got to talk to her. Cool. Um, and she, and then number three, France. Mm. Okay, that like, explains. I knew my. That I explains knew my your grandmother was was my grandmother on my mother's side was French. Um, because her maiden name is Gabe, uh, G E I B. But like, even look at like the area it gives you. Obviously, northern Italy, again, going into Luxembourg and Belgium, and right. you know, a little bit of Spain, a little bit of Spain, but still, like, and then that's when it gets to the very specific Italy, then Germanic Europe, and then I have one percent Middle East. Right there, actually, there was uh, see other regions tested. West Asian, that was the joke. I don't think if if you guys remembered when I first did this, like West Asia came up much higher for me and like i was they're like oh i'm an italian ninja oh that's where that came from see i didn't remember yeah. i just that's knew all the all the weaponry that was uh adorning yeah, the walls well, of your too. apartment like, it, i mean it wasn't like above two percent but it was still there and that was the joke wow yeah see it's seeing mm. you, that your breakdown is so many different categories and a lot of them that are 10 percent or more yeah, I, I, if it, I were you, I would totally strong on my parents into trying to get them to do it. To just, I'll have to, I'll have to contact my sister because I'm pretty sure she did it also, 
And if she did ancestry, uh, we could probably connect our accounts. And then yeah, you can for a tree from there. Well, usually if she did, you would get recommended anyway. They would say, oh, here's somebody I, who's a close relative. Oh, and yeah, it actually. Yeah, that was funny because on mine, you know, it, it's, it shows you like these are your these are your cousins via DNA. Right. And like, I've never seen these people before <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, that's it. Oh, through the generations, when you think about it, when people get married or, or if there are women who then no longer have the name. And people obviously spread out and move out of state. Not everybody who landed here in the early 20th century stuck around in Jersey or on the East Coast, um, which is another funny thing that I learned that I just didn't know that one of my cousins told myself and our other cousins about during the holidays. That uh, the funny thing is, back when my grandfather came to America, you needed to have a sponsor to bring you in. And his brother was already there, but his brother was in Indiana. So when my grandfather came to the United States, he was supposed to go to Indiana. And for reasons we don't know, he settled in New Jersey and never made it there. So I could be a farmer and I wouldn't even know you guys. My grandfather made the trip to Indiana, but maybe he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to stay here. This is nice. I can go yeah. down to the beat. I go down to Asbury Park every summer before he knew what Asbury Park was. But <laughs> yeah. It's really I didn't even know that. And I thought, wow, how weird. I mean, when you think how that trickles down through generations. You're talking about, because my grandfather had 10 kids. So when you think about the fact that basically all of them met their spouses in New Jersey, our family would be completely different had my grandfather just gone to Indiana. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah. And that's why so much of this is just kind of, I look at it and not in a in a way where I'm trying to minimize the, the impact, because obviously everybody personally feels the impact, but I just look at it as genetic accident. Same reason I have dark hair, blue eyes, and six feet tall. I mean, hey, you know, all of it's just, this is what happened. This is when genes combine and the fact that people meet and get together and reproduce. And then those generations just keep carrying on. It becomes, yeah, that that's how we've ended up with so much. And that's why there's so much, Italian, you know, especially for a lot of my cousins who also, their their other side, you know, they're they're mostly from my aunt, my father's sister. And she married the son of Italian immigrants. So they're the Italian is the Italian force is strong with them. So that <laughs> whole Murano contingent of the family is a uh, very, very much Murano. In. Yeah. Like my cousin Pete, who plays in trombone shorties band oh, which okay. is, and also so, uh, like the Nissan so, car, <laughs> like the mm, Nissan SUV. Yeah. Murano. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just looked up a little, I went a little digging a little bit. Catherine, my sister mm-hmm. did do, ancestry dna and it came up 100 percent match it said sibling also um with the with all these companies ancestry 23andme and any of the other various dna companies they're doing the um the health aspect of it um for that again i'm not sure they may just still rely on regular dna they may ask you for a blood sample because it might be more uh particular uh when it comes to finding certain things out but like one of the actually one of the big advertising things for 23andMe is the fact that they can find out if certain individuals in your family have a higher uh, instance of cancer, of heart disease, right? Things that you are you might be genetically predisposed. Yeah, pre, to. Uh, predispo, 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 oh, predisposition. Fine. You might have a predisposition. Thank you. For Thank you. I, I try. You did. <laughs> You did. Your tongue was not cooperating, but your brain knew what it was for change. So we'll give you partial credit. Thanks. No problem. But yeah, that, you know what? That's why 
just last weekend, Sherry signed up for 23andMe because there are a lot of questions she doesn't have answers to when it comes to her family's lineage. With her parents being from the South and being black, the assumption is that she had ancestors who were slaves and her last name could come from like what happened a lot back in the day. A lot of slaves were given the last name of whoever their master was. Right, their owner. So... She doesn't know nearly as much about her family. What breakdown? There, There is some Native American in there somewhere. She knows that, but she doesn't know how much or kind of the breakdown. So for her to do this, she was really, really intrigued about doing it for a long time and just finally pulled the trigger on it last week. So she, her answers aren't anywhere nearly as definitive of, you know, Andrew knew he had a, a European hodgepodge on <laughs> on his Very mother's dark side. Somewhere in Europe, and that's where I'm from. Right. And then on his father's side was Italian. And with me, I thought my breakdown was Italian, German, Swedish, Swiss. So with her, she doesn't even have that much information. The assumption is just African-American. But beyond that, like, where did everything come from? She doesn't know. So she's really, really intrigued to find out all that because. Yeah, for all you know, she could be a lot of Middle Eastern, you know, who knows? Right. Because of because of the slave trade and everything that went on. You know, exactly. Her, seriously. Yeah, of course. Know. Just knowing what the what the genetic breakdown is, she doesn't have even just the the general. You know, like we assumed, we were a handful of things, and we're finding out more and more. You're gonna find this. you're gonna find out she's got Native American, and she's gonna be related to the Ptolemies, and she's got you know um, Nefertiti or something in her. Maybe. <laughs> and that that's it. Now you're gonna bow to her. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if she tried to pull that on me. Hey, I'm royalty. Like, well, somebody was. <laughs> yeah, not you. Yeah, I don't know if you are. That name sounds like royalty. Are you royalty. And speaking of royalty, Jack, I release you from information duty. You can now weigh in on the discussion. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> no problem. I was going to stop doing it anyway. It didn't feel like it. So, oh, <laughs> not anything to say, huh? Finally, throw to you, and you're like, mm-hmm. we sucked all the air out of him. Like, yeah, that's it. Is like, uh, I oh, only no. do what you tell me. So hold on a minute. I I just had a brain fart. So. <laughs> If you want me to run with the ball, you got to hand it to me first. Okay. Jack, your wife did 23 and me. Right. She's Italian as fuck, too, or so you thought. What were the results? Right. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear right. this. I mean, do, 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 do I need to, to walk you into this or what? Uh, no, I don't, don't, no, no, don't edit I, anything. Just keep going, Jack. Don't, no, this is gold. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So, yes, Noel did it. And the result she got was she thought she was more Italian initially because her children big Italian family like i explained before uh everybody big italian family grew up in the same neighborhoods this and that right everybody was close knit um she actually found out she's only 49 percent italian which mm. for her percentage is like i know it sounds a little ridiculous <laughs> but she thought she was more full-blooded so to say or at least like 75 percent right 49 was something that she was a little shocked by um well, because Wait, yeah, all we have is anecdotal, like, oh, this is where they were from. It doesn't mean that's what they were, but it's just, yeah. the, you know, the and, and going family back immigrated to like how, how Jack said is you get these neighborhoods, especially in northern Jersey and whatever else, where mm-hmm. it's all it's a ghetto. It's all you have is is the same people who speak the same language. So you assume right. that Yeah, that's that they're off the boat and that's and that's how they that's it. their yeah. way. So but she has a little bit also of like um some Eastern European, British, Irish, etc so to say, like that's mostly mixed in. Uh, that was just the general information she gave me. Right. And I actually spoke to my mom earlier 
who uh, my uncle Tommy actually did the 23andMe. And what we found out with her heritage is, well, to kind of set it up, my dad's side of the family is more Italian. And they think they're probably same situation. They probably think they're full-blooded, but the chances of that are just as minimal, if not more than what Noel had. Right. So um, my dad's side is plus plus Bon Jovi's in there somewhere. So fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Still, he still denies our existence. So yeah. Unfortunately, well, well, maybe, maybe you do a test and you. Yeah, well, he has. Yeah, I did not. He's had good music since. uh, What? I don't even remember. Uh, Let's say 1989 because you stick with the 80s. Let's go with that. Yeah. So anyway, my mom's side of the family, um, she went through her family heritage, and what my uncle found out is we are 97 percent Eastern European. Because on my mom's side, it was always Irish and Scottish was what I was always told growing up. Hmm. I'm half Italian, quarter Irish quarter scottish so it turns out on my mom's side that it's 97 percent english irish but mostly scottish in this 97 percent um and it's actually weird because she found out uh well he my uncle tommy found out that we are actually potential descendants of mary stort the queen of scotland wow so you yeah because jack you know what you should do then um see if you can find if your family had a tartan I a, tar- a, tar- a tartan is the the actual colors on the uh, kilt. Okay, and it was it was like your cl- you know Clan McGregor and Clan this Clan that like there were certain colors and a certain pattern that they wore to show it was like a flag in a way. Okay, to, to do and like see if you can find one because that'd be really cool because then you can you know you can wear that or not wear it but like display that like listen this is my clan like like Ryan has downstairs uh, at his parents house the Taggart name um he's got i think he has a tartan downstairs i'll have to ask cuz i don't see my uncle Tommy that often he lives in virginia so okay. I've, I've actually seen he didn't go to mine or my sister's wedding just because of the distance and everything else so i mean it'd be great yeah, if see, there was if there was some sort of electronic mail where you can reach out to somebody yeah, without that, being uh, near them true uh, i we'll, have to, we'll have to figure that out all right um also in her heritage, found out um, we're also 2% French, I guess. Included. No, we can just discount that. Yeah. <laughs> but the weird thing was, and I guess this is something that maybe everybody has because it's just lineage, but there was a 4% of Neanderthal actually <laughs> within my mom's side of the family's heritage, which would make myself and my sister... Have two percent of that part Neanderthal. Well, maybe see, but it's all wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Do you mean Netherlands or Neanderthal? Neanderthal. That's what they found. Because Neanderthal is is the the like, you know, the knuckle dragging, you know, precursor to man. Yes, but that's good. That's bred out. That's what they say. Like it's bred out, so it's a potential four percent. But my sister and I would have two percent of that. Andrew, trust science, okay? <laughs> Look, I'm this trying. is the shit I was told when I called my mom earlier about this stuff. So really, I could have went into this episode googling shit like I was before. Maybe. <laughs> well, listen, maybe What's my maybe... heritage. What's your name? Oh shit! Hundred dollars later, maybe we'll get some results. Maybe no, maybe I she has the same affliction I Andrew does, where she can't pronounce shit right. To my mother, and this is the shit she gave me. So I'm going with that. There. There's your funny shit for the show. 
Ooga oh, booga. Sure. Or whatever that said. I don't even think Neanderthals could talk. I think they were just uh, knuckle draggers. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> Andrew's gonna have a stroke. <laughs> now it's Jack's turn to try and kill me. Oh, well, explains the, explains the back hair. So I guess <laughs> uh, you know what? I think you're on to something. Because <laughs> Andrew and I are both Italian. We're not nearly as hairy as you. Yeah. Like nowhere near. <laughs> but see, that's that's the funny part because bam, you, bam, you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you you would assume like, well, I'm I'm half this and a quarter this, and yeah. just divide everything into easy fractions. But the truth is, we're, we all get different percentages of DNA from our parents, and and it always breaks down differently. Like my sister and I aren't the exact same thing. I must have more Abalo in me than I do my mother's side because I look like all the abalo we all have a variation on the same face so i'm definitely have more of the abalo genes your sister yeah definitely yeah yeah i I definitely think that's a really interesting in in just general terms to see how much your northern european or or white is in some of the modern day african-americans because obviously the slave owners obviously bred with their slaves and whatever else raped them. Right. Duh, it happened. It's part of history. But like, it'd be just interesting to see like Sherry, for example. Yes. The majority of it's going to be of, of African descent, but I'd like to see if all of a sudden something like us where it's like, Oh yeah, your, your last name's Rizzatello, but you really have more fucking Norway and shit in you where, you know, Sherry, she looks this way, but you go, well, maybe she's her... part Neanderthal. <laughs> that that's racist. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> She's going to come in the room and slap you. She's going to slap me after she hears this. Yes, she will. In nine months when she gets to it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just skip past number 49. Yeah, do me a favor. Just skip past this episode. Why? No, but I, I wonder that sounds how fascinating. Like, yeah. No, it was, yeah, re- it was, it was like, really boring. All of a sudden you're you're going to get thrown for a loop and she's going to have like you know, Russian or something, you know? Maybe. Well, Honestly, everything's wide open because she doesn't have any point of reference. Just the assumption is her family's from Louisiana and they're black. Stereotypical. So her, yeah. So her assumption is that they were slaves and the name came from the, the slave owner. And that's kind of all they have to go on as far mm. as even yeah. grandparents and everything. She doesn't know exactly where the breakdown is. So for her, this is literally what, and that's why when it came to not knowing any of that. That's why something like 23andMe appealed to her more than Ancestry because they do get into what you, you could be genetically predisposed to based on your genetic breakdown. So there was that element that intrigued her because she knows so little about it. I mean, I can at least draw the distinction with my family and the fact that I have much older cousins. I'm the youngest of the first cousins because my father was the youngest of 10. So I know I have a predisposition for... Heart disease, high disease. blood pressure, high cholesterol. We're also and, Italian, so right. We, so I guarantee you, all three of us have predisposition for yeah. heart disease, totally. and high cholesterol because of our diet. Uh, yeah, that, well, the American diet yeah. kind of contributes to all those things anyway. So on and top the Italian, of and the Italian diet, no matter how classical you look at it, adds to that too. Right. Yeah. No matter how Mediterranean you you might think it would be, a lot of pasta, a lot of bread or macaroni, as I like to call it, and big um, meals. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. big meals. We were, yep. we were Eat until you're very... full and then eat some more. Mm-hmm. And what, what did grandma say? Grandma said, you know, oh, you're hungry? No, you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Noel's grandfather was direct off the boat Italian. And every time I go over there, he try to feed me. It's like, please stop. Please stop. Yeah. I'm going to die. Oh, do you they, want wine? I don't like wine. He just poured me wine. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. Yeah, I just. <laughs> and he's like so nice and sweet. I'm just like, I can't say no, but my bladder's going to fucking explode. And I have to, <laughs> you know, I, I have like nine meatballs in me. So like. That's the way my mother described my, my grandmother, my father's mother. In that there was always something going in the kitchen. She always had pots. She was always going to the market and coming back with fresh whatever. Mm-hmm. And another part of being in that era, it's literally, you know, you go to the, the chicken market and they're getting a live chicken and killing it. And that's the chicken you're taking. I, I also think I also think it has to do something with like uh, a depression style mentality, too, because, you know, they went through this era of not having anything. Right. Into what they associate with. Uh, the land of milk and honey sort of thing of, hmm. uh, you, you know, you, you had the great depression. Then all of a sudden the wars have the first world war happened. Economy boomed a little bit and now everybody's got something. So of course, like, Oh, manja, manja. You yeah. Know, like eat this food that we now have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a bonding thing. I mean, it's an every, oh, I mean, every yeah. food is, food is the best social lubricant. Seriously. Of course. And that's why every Italian has some family cookbook, even that there's even a fucking Sopranos cookbook. I mean, mm. you know, th- there is a reason that all that stuff exists. You know, Martin Scorsese's mother wrote a cookbook. <laughs> all that stuff just Babbitt. continues now. The whole, the whole channel is dedicated to, to not only movie food, but like, you know, family food. Sure. And it's interesting too, as, as far as maybe, maybe it comes from being poor. And using all parts of the animals or what have you. But it was fascinating that this past Christmas, which was the first Sherry spent with my family, part of the tradition with my grandmother with using all the parts of the animal, whatever the animal was you were bringing home, was when she made gravy, as we call it, and sauce, as other people call it. But my grandmother made gravy, and this is one of the factors in what makes it gravy is the meat. My grandmother would put sometimes put in neck bones and that's exact yeah and and that was how she made gravy some of the time and now my cousins sometimes use neck bones well what cow or 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 didn't matter whatever sometimes noisy neighbors no but (laughs) i mean (laughs) they taste the best I mean, I, I assume it was foul. I assume they were they were chicken neck bones or, or things oh, like that. Okay. I mean, a cow neck bone would be bigger than the pot, I would think. Yeah. So I'm gonna say they were like two links. Like, I, I, whatever. Just I don't. Well, see, that, that's how spoiled we are. We don't even know from having to use all parts yeah. of the animal to cook something. I don't so know, it's one of them. <laughs> so I couldn't even tell you. But as is the Southern tradition or Black tradition, Sherry, of course, grew up eating neck bones as well. So when it was, oh, you've got neck bones, like the neck bones taken out of the sauce. If anybody wants to eat the neck bones, well, Sherry was all over the neck bones, just like some of my cousins were, grew up on grandma's gravy. And it was one of the things they bonded over was neck bones. And you would think, yeah, because that was part of uh, cultural traditions aside, that was just, you know, poor people ate all Everything. the parts of the animal. Yeah. So yeah. that's where Whatever that came get. from. Yeah. Yeah, they, they make the, they make the assumption that you know the reason that the slaves and the black culture likes fried chicken so much is because that was considered the garbage part of the chicken, and that's right. what they were given. Right, so it had to be fried to be edible. Well, even things like pig feet, you yeah, know, that's where all that comes from. There's a, it, it, was, stuff, yeah. it was interesting actually when I I listened to the audiobook of Russell Simmons, uh, his one book where he talks a lot about veganism, and when he talks about black uh, traditions with food when it comes to things like neck bones and pig feet 
and all these uh, chitlins, all these other things that have been made. And he said, that's because that wasn't, that's not black food, that's slave food. Those are the parts of the animal that the whites didn't want to eat, so they gave it to the slaves to eat. Here you have the garbage parts of the food, essentially. Listen, they they made the best they could, and if you get a good southern fried chicken, that shit's fucking great. Oh, dude, I'm (laughs) telling you, as I've probably said before, Thanksgiving with Sherry's family was like Christmas with my family. It's It was the exact same when it comes to the platters of food and everything. All all, all my life, I've always said that I wanted to sit at a Seder with a Jewish family. Mm. I'd love to go to a, a black barbecue, you know, because a you cookout. Know, it's a cookout. Yeah, I'm talking like a, you know, like the block party cookout kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you're not getting hamburgers and hot dogs. These motherfuckers are making ribs and fucking chicken and all this shit. And you're oh, just yeah. gonna sit there. You should have uh, seen I, this. It was just the two of us for Fourth of July. You should have seen everything she whipped up. <laughs> it's wild. I bet but her mac and cheese is amazing. Her ribs are amazing. every everything's amazing. She, wait, she makes ribs too. She made ribs yeah, last year. We had them. I'm gonna be making a trip. I'm calling out of work tomorrow. I'm making a trip up to uh, Christmas today, and what, whatever it takes to get ready. you up here. That's <laughs> <laughs> about fucking time. No, but she does. And and honestly, that's why as one of the things I've talked about with me being lazy and not contributing as much as possible. But she's so good at cooking that she makes most of the dinners. I, I will yeah, admit I, part I, of his laziness, to but be like I'm retired from cooking. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, I point I'm not going to have it as good as if I make it. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't like improve on this. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I do make I do make macaroni and there are some Sundays I'll make a pot of gravy. Craft <laughs> blue box. That's what you do, Jack. Dog shit. <laughs> never, never in Jack's house. Yeah, never. Doesn't in my matter house. if if his eventual kids will want it. They no, won't. they no. won't. I, that, listen, one kid, taste of oh, I, my. I have the recipe now for my mom when she uh, for her mac and cheese. So Noel will make it, or my mom will make it, and they'll be like, "Nope, never." <laughs> well, here's hoping because you got to remember, most kids have the same diet and, and taste in food. That Ryan still has as an adult. We're talking about oh, behind yeah, his back, but it's chicken fingers, mac and cheese, mint you know, all that stuff. Cream. Yeah, mint chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We're not putting it down. We're just like kids, no, 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 kids are just drawn no to that stuff. There, you can experiment with ice cream. There's tons of there's. I mean, there's been 31 flavors. There's a store called 31 <laughs> Flavors, and you know, <laughs> there was well, that cinnamon ice cream we had in Boston. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. That, but mm. the, you know what? That stuff can be learned, certainly, because that yeah. was something I learned living out in L.A. I mean, I didn't have I didn't eat sushi, like try sushi till I was 26. And that was actually here, despite living in L.A. for two years prior and uh, living out there this last time. I'd be at sushi joints all the time, picking up delivery when I started working on delivery apps. And there'd be people bringing their you know, six, seven year olds into sushi restaurants because the kids wanted sushi. So there is yes. hope, Jack. My, my, buddy, my buddy's kids are like that. I couldn't, I couldn't sushi, imagine. They want, they want oysters. Wow. You know, like this, this awful, like I didn't have my first oyster until two years ago. Man, see, I just wanted pizza and burgers. Like to me, that was just kid food or chicken nuggets, you know, like whatever yeah. kids yeah. ate. Yeah. But that's also. American food. That's American cuisine. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what we eat. I, I think it's also the the, the the poor, the middle class America food. True. Now, sushi, at least for, for us, when we were growing up, sushi was a rich food. Sushi, yeah, definitely. We are, Whereas you know, there's, there's a pizza place on every corner. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Where we live. So pizza was just a number, staple. Whatever number of brothers were there. 
Yeah, however many brothers or Vinny's, Tommy's, Joey's, whoever's Mario's, Nikki's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little Joey's, Big Joey's. Yeah. Fat Joey's. Everybody <laughs> everybody's pizza. And then you get the occasional like celestial sign, blue moon, red moon, uh, yeah. blood moon. <laughs> and, and, and it's just interesting to see that all your life you were taught or you assumed, I shouldn't say you were taught, you right. assumed that your last name is what you were. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and you, you, just from anecdotal evidence. Exactly. Of, exactly. Well, grandparents came from Italy. I'm Italian. I'm half Italian. I might not yeah. be. All I'm, my, I might be more than was, half. I was like, oh, you're Italian and you're from Florence. You're you're a rich Italian. Yeah. No, I'm not. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating to explore all this stuff. And now everybody's getting into it. And that's why I felt like this was a really good subject for us to dive into because everybody has a reference point for it because in 2020, so many people have done it already. You know what you need to do for this show? What's that? You need to cut in the clip of Uncle Ruckus. I'm hundred percent African with a two percent margin of error. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, uh, fascinating stuff. We're glad yes. we could contribute to what's a larger conversation. A lot of people are probably having in terms of what you are. I think, I, think, I think more people need to do this to find out that you're not as um, you should not be as prideful as you think you should be. Oh, totally. Well, that's it. You know, there's a great bit. In uh, George, Carlin, I believe it was George Carlin's last stand-up special, where he talked about having a sense of pride, and it, it's something I'm, I'm noticing lately, especially when it comes to the the idea that showing the American flag is so important. Well, I don't agree with the the, the sentiment of proud to be an American. I'm happy to be an American because I was born here because of genetic accident. You know, with the phrase I used earlier, and that's pretty much what it is. The idea that you have a sense of pride because you've achieved something, that's basically where pride should come from, achievement. Immigrants who have immigrated to the U.S. and become U.S. citizens, they rightly should be proud to be American. But us, we can be happy to be American. We can be happy to be Italian. Thankful. Yeah. Yeah, we can be grateful for it. But the idea of being like, you know, I'm proud to be Italian. Well, it didn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. It's just who you were born to and where they came from. And even that might not be as accurate as maybe you thought it was. So, yeah, it, it is fascinating to see just how everything really does break down and how everything gets diluted and, the, and, like and not in a bad before, way. And like you said before, the more people that take tests like this, the more the more accurate the results can be. Totally. Yeah, because the more DNA they get, they can refine everybody's results, and it's, it's interesting just seeing. Yeah, unless, the, unless you're one of those conspiracy theorists that believe that they're you know going to use it for tracking or put some kind of fucking chip in you now. <laughs> in well, which case, just go back to your basement and put your tinfoil hat back on and stare at the fucking chemtrails. Yeah, exactly. Like you and I were talking we're about. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> you're online. You have an internet connection or a smartphone. They can find you. Don't worry yeah. about it. They're not that interested in what you're doing. No, they're really I, I not. assure you. Unless you're doing some really, really bad shit. But uh, if you're just going about your day, living as, um, how, how did Bob Dylan put Bob Dylan, I'm not a Bob Dylan fan in terms of his music, but he has a lot of great quotes. It's uh, to, damn, I I'm going to butcher it, but it's uh, to 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 uh, live above the law, you, you have to abide by it. 
or to to live honestly. I forget what it is. I'm um, just forget it. I believe it sounds like what's, it. A, what's a good what's a good plate with nothing on it. I sound like Jay. <laughs> that's how it's probably goes. That, that's perfect. Jack Jack knew it right off the top of his head. <laughs> I'm Jay at the end of Clerks. What's a good plate with nothing on it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She <laughs> she used to fucking piss herself. I, I don't remember what it is, but to. Live anonymously, you must abide by the law. <laughs> to live honestly, you must work on Mary's farm no more. I don't know. Anyway. And with that, before we further embarrass ourselves with our lack of information, it's time to wind it down. So, if you want to see more shenanigans from Jack, you can follow him on Twitter at JackWagon85 and on Instagram at JacksonFigure1985. You can follow Andrew. On Instagram at metal underscore Drew. And you can follow me at Chris Abalo on Twitter and Chris Sells Out on Instagram. And follow the show at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And please, once again, if you're checking the show out, haven't yet subscribed, subscribe. If what we're talking about, if whatever the particular bullshit of the week is interests you, then listen. But if you subscribe, at least you'll automatically get the show. And it uh, does well in terms of sharing the show, getting the show recommended and everything else that is very much appreciated. And yeah, share it. Tell, tell your friends about this stupid bullshit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. There, there's always more bullshit to come, thankfully. There is. But but ours will hopefully be positive and amusing. It's it's not your, your average garden variety bullshit. No, no. This is... No, this is premium. Yeah. This is, this is organic, <laughs> premium... Homespun, American, multicultural bullshit based on the uh, genetic breakdown of everybody. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) thanks for listening. Tune in next week for some more bullshit. And until then, for Jack DeFranco and Andrew Rizzatello, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. Hey, 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 what the hell is all the commotion in here? We're not doing anything. You getting fresh with me? I'm tired of bailing both of you out of prison. We're both in college, and we consistently make the dean's list. I'm telling your father. Good.